Welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. In this episode 63, the book I'll be looking at is Usagi Ojimbo Volume 2, Issue 7 from April 1994, given to us by Mirage Publishing. Two stories in this book. The main tale is The Music of Heaven, and the backup is Battlefield Part 2. If you want to leave feedback, you can email email, excuse me, that to usagipodcast at gmail.com. Comments are welcome on the Ronin Rabbit Google Plus page on the website at bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, and I post the episodes on Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. Our characters are Mayamoto Usagi for both stories. The battlefield is a young Usagi along with his sensei Katsuichi. In the main story, The Music of Heaven, we once again have the Tokagi pack from the previous episode, Omori Kazan, and another individual who will remain nameless because that would be giving something pretty major away. And as we open, Usagi is wandering. Um, looks like the weather has been bad. Doesn't necessarily look like it's winter like it was in the previous tale, although I don't know. Maybe it is still winter and the snow's melted. Maybe he is now in a warmer valley as opposed to being in a mountain village like he was before. But anyway, we see Usagi wandering around and he hears something and grasps his katana and flips it out a little bit with his thumb. Kind of a, a cool move that you've seen him use. He grasps the hilt as he's listening then realizes there's nothing really going on. Usagi, however, is very much bundled up. He still has the uh, gugagatsu, the boots, the woven boots. He has his kasa on, but in addition, he has the, uh, I believe it's a mino, which is a woven rice straw raincoat that when it's pulled over the shoulders and tied up at the top, it, it, it's a nice conical shape over the entire body and would allow uh, precipitation, water, snow, whatever, to be shed over the whole body and drip away from the body. Very much rigged for bad weather, uh, Usagi is. He says, I know you've been following me. Show yourself. And he walks over to some bushes and looks through the bushes, and all of a sudden, eep, 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 this Tokagi pack rushes up to him. And he sheezes Katana and says, I thought I had finally lost you. I can't feed you forever. Go on, scat! You heard me. Scat! He yells as he points in a direction, and they all run off. And he's kind of surprised that they just run off that easily. Then he stops and he hears music. What's that music coming from, he says. The direction the Tokage ran toward. I wonder what's going on. So he walks through the woods there and comes to a little clearing. Sees a man sitting on a stump playing a, uh, we'll call it a flute for the time being. Now this individual is interesting. Because he's sitting here, he's wearing robes. Uh, he's got this, uh, we'll call it a flute, like I said, so, uh, a sword. But he is wearing the, uh, the tenge type hat. And it is a uh, looks like a, a, a conical, almost what we would call like a waist basket, turned over and put on his head. And he's playing a shakuhachi, which is a uh, bamboo flute that comes from a particular place that we're told here somewhere in this story. Hopefully I'll run into it and tell you guys. But 
Uh, Usagi introduces himself, and the gentleman asks if he is a lizard herder. And Usagi's kind of curious because he's never heard that phrase before, but he says, no, no, they've just been following me because I made the mistake of feeding them. The individual introduces himself. He says, um, I'm called Omori Kazan, a Komusu priest of the Fuke sect of Zen Buddhism. Usagi's heard of them because he says, Kumuso, the monks of emptiness. Yes, this tenge I wear over my head symbolizes my detachment from the world. Detached, perhaps, but not withdrawn. I see you still carry a sword. They have a little discussion here. Uh, The priest, Amori, offers Usagi respite, offers him food, says he'll take care of feeding the Tokagi. Don't worry, what you see me cooking here, I have plenty more with me. You're, you're not burdening me, and neither are the Tokagi. And then what ensues between the two is a very meta discussion about music. Now, in playing the shakuhachi, there is the music of man. Okay, that's, that's pretty... It's not named, but that's what I'm going to call it. Because in the ensuing conversation, we learn about the music of nature, which is just as you would think, hearing that descriptor. Storms, waves, earthquakes, leaves because of the wind, rain hitting the ground, all those kind of things. And he goes on to describe those sounds and how uh, his master made this flute, the shakuhachi. Uh, Let's see where it says here. Yes, it was crafted from the bamboo of Shikoku Island, which grows the only bamboo with walls thick enough to prevent splitting. So not only is it made from bamboo, but it's made from a very specific uh, variety or species, probably, of bamboo. And he attempts to play the music of nature. That's his muse, as it were. But then he refers to the music of heaven, which no mortal can accurately describe. And Usagi makes a reference, like the sound of one hand clapping. And Omori says, ah, you quote the Zen master Hakuinen. Hakuin? Hakuin, maybe? I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. My Anglo mouth uh, doesn't have the easiest time with a lot of these Japanese words. They decide to go to bed. Usagi's kind of suspicious. You know, I mean, this is a stranger. They have had a pleasant conversation and they shared a meal and everything, but he still doesn't quite trust him, so he's very anxious as he sleeps. He wakes up in the middle of the night, thinks he heard something or felt something or something, looks around, everything's still the same. The monk is still curled up over there next to the tree asleep where he was when Usagi laid down. Ultimately, Usagi is awoken by a spider crawling across his face, and as he wakes up and sweeps the spider off his face, the spider goes flinging off to the side and says, Yow, in little teeny letters. Usagi says, Yuck, I hate waking up with bugs on my face. Gives me the creeps. Then he looks around, sees that the monk is gone, continued his journeys, as the monk said that he would in the morning. So Usagi grabs a stick and starts poking at the embers and and starts to rekindle the fire. Here's something behind him, and the monk walks to him from the bushes. Usagi is talking to him as he's tending to the fire, and the Tokagi are waking up, and suddenly they all glower and hiss 
looking behind him, and Usagi turns to see what it is and finds that the monk has attacked him with the katana. Pushing Usagi over into the beginnings of the new fire, setting his tunic uh, alight a little bit, and he's rolling around and manages to put it out. Then he says, ah, you are not Kamuso. Who are you? And he takes the Tenge off, and we see that it is the member of the Shai that was caught in the collapsed container shelf in the storage shed that, that I assumed was dead, but we never saw anything definite. So he wasn't. He got out, has been following Usagi, and has been waiting for his time to jump him. But because of how observant Usagi is, he hasn't had a good opportunity until he waylaid the monk stole his clothing and everything, and he knew he could sneak close enough to Usagi wearing those trappings to finally attack him. Uh, The battle ensues. Usagi blocks a fatal blow with the katana in scabbard, pulls the wakazashi, and kills this final member of Shi. We know for sure because we see the death's head here. So now that is the final death of all four members of Shi. He tells the Tokagi to quickly go find the monk, and they all rush out and finally lead Usagi to him. He's leaning up against a tree, bleeding out here. Uh, He asks for his shakuhashi, and he's playing a song, but he starts coughing, um, can't get enough breath to play it. Then he stops and says, wait, listen, do you hear it? Do you hear it? It's beautiful. And Usagi says, what? I don't hear anything, Komosuai. And he says, listen, listen. Yes, yes, I hear it now, a faint haunting echo drifting. It, It's like... And then he realizes that Komosu is dead. Uh, my assumption is that that was the music of heaven that they heard. Uh, Usagi has gathered all his things here. He's wearing all of his items, bowing his head over the grave that he dug and marked with a, a tombstone for the... Monk Omori Kazan says that he'll report the death to one of the sex temples and I'll give them your shakuhachi. Then he says to the Tokagi this time, are you guys coming? It looks like they're not. They're all gathered around the uh, burial plot laying on it and, and just gathering looking at it. And he says, no, well, take care of yourselves. As he's walking off Usagi Uh, thinks to himself, I hate to admit it, but I think I'm going to miss those guys. A little deeper than most of the stories have gotten with the discussions of Zen Buddhism, um, the different types of music, religious religious thinkings and thoughts and everything, kind of kind of cool stuff for a uh, for a wandering warrior, but also he is arguably a monk as well, Usagi. Uh, he's a warrior monk. All right, Battlefield Part 2. We have uh, Katsuichi and young Usagi walking across the battlefield. Katsuichi is giving Usagi an opportunity to really see the results of battle uh, live and in person, as it were. Walking around Usagi saying, this is horrible. Why would anyone glorify this? Katsuichi responds, death is inevitable in war. In fact, the more dead, the greater the victory. But that's insane. Yes, you're learning, boy. See those people over yonder? They're peasants, but what are they doing on this battlefield? 
They're collecting the arms and armor of the dead warriors to sell later. But the sword is the samurai's soul. To have it stolen by peasants would be to die a double death. And Katsuichi responds, yes, and may the gods help those profiteers if they are ever caught. Come along, Usagi, as he leaves. And as he's scoping the battlefield, Usagi sees a uh, wakuzashi that uh, particularly appeals to him. Now, that is the shorter sword of the two that uh, samurai usually wear. And he sees that the peasants are getting them and looks at his sensei leaving and looks down at the wakuzashi and says, it's better that I should have it than some looter. And he takes it. But as he does, he takes it away from a warrior who is not quite dead. He's nearly dead. And of course, we don't have a max to infuse any more life into him to find out what's going on. So he just moans his last death rattle and then falls over into a puddle. All of this leaving quite the impression on young Usagi, as we will see uh, further on. And my Max references to Miracle Max of the Princess Bride, for those that may not know. I thought it was funny when it came in my head, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Usagi catches up with Katsuichi, looking back over his shoulder, still wondering you know, what he saw there at the end. And when he gets back to the hut, he quickly hides the Wakazashi, because he knows that Katsuichi would not approve. And he also knows that it was um, probably dishonorable what he did, that he took a samurai sword. So he hides it, and as he's hiding it, he hears something behind him and starts and looks, but there's nothing there. That's just the start. He grabs his bucket of water, or his bucket, actually, and goes to get some water. Goes down the the mountain path that we saw earlier where he tumbled over the side and had the dream about the autumn woman and the monster. It looks like the same path, so it's staying consistent. That's cool. Goes down to the stream, scoops up some water, and as he's standing up with his bucket of water... In the stream, an image uh, coalesces, and he screams and looks behind him. Nothing there. It looks like the beginning images of the soldier, kind of a ghosty, monstery version, though. Startled, he falls into the river, stands, looks around, sees nothing there, gets the water, and continues on his way. Just as he gets to the hut, um, Sensei Katsuichi yells at him, and Usagi is very startled because his nerves are getting to be rather frayed. They have a little exchange about why Usagi's wet, and he says, well, the rocks are slippery, I just fell in. That night, a storm is raging outside, and Usagi keeps hearing things, keeps thinking he sees things. Finally, he looks uh, to the door of the hut, and he sees this monster coming in that is this soldier from whom he took the Wakazashi on the battlefield. And he screams and runs to Sensei Katsuichi and wakes him up. But as Katsuichi rolls over, it again is the image of this ghostly, monstrous soldier that he saw on the battlefield. In the morning, when Sensei is waking up, he turns over, looks to get uh, to, to uh, get uh, Usaki up, realizes that he's not there, and that's where the story pretty much ends for us at the moment. Uh, my assumption is that Usagi is doing something on the battlefield, maybe even taking the sword back, because it seems to be working on his conscience uh, quite a bit more than he thought. Alrighty, guys, next episode will be Usagi Ojimbo Volume 2, Issue 8, from June 1994, Mirage Publishing. A uh, lot of words there, 
that I threw out, and I hope those are all the correct words. Uh, the only one that really I have doubts about is uh, Mino, the rice straw raincoat. I believe that was the accurate word for what was portrayed in the story, perhaps not. Uh, the Tenge and the Kasa, Shakahashi, those were given to us already, and the Kukugatsu, uh, the boots. I, I did think it was kind of cool that somebody that we previously thought was gone and dispatched by Usagi came back to haunt him. Um, that would be something that you think would happen. You know, people not satisfied with the resolution of a, an encounter with Usagi seeking revenge. I, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. The slight dipping of the toe into Zen Buddhist philosophy. Um, I wonder if that means that uh, Mr. Sakai is also a follower and he was exhibiting some of his own personal thoughts in his in his creating of that story. Buddhist. Uh, more and oddly enough, I just was pointing out my thoughts on Usagi and Katsuichi both being Buddhist monks, priests, what have you. And then here is a true Buddhist priest of a particular sect. I guess that's kind of serendipitous, if, if you believe in that kind of thing. Karmic, perhaps? I don't know. All right. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.